a couple of times, but on next Sunday, say next Sunday, Sunday. there is going to be a half marathon run through Cambridge, and the traffic is going to be crazy in Central Square and Harvard Square, so please make the appropriate adjustments so that you are not frustrated coming here late. Um, And then on, on Friday, we're going to be doing something a little differently. We're kind of combining with Phantom to Flames, but we're, we're, we're going to have a time, what I call seven hours with the Holy Spirit. And from 6 to 1 a.m., we are going to be with the Lord and trying to build up our prayer muscles, uh, uh, our waiting muscles, our muscles of allowing the Holy Spirit to brood over us. And my goal is this time next year to get us to 24 hours. Amen. 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 This is something that we used to do. And I really believe that this is the result of those times when we waited on the Holy Spirit and saw him do some things. So that's going to be this Friday for those of you who want to come. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, 12, 13 and 14. This is the New Living Translation. It says, dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these words. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth, and he says, be joyful. He says, be joyful, uh, grow to maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony, and live in peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. So if you are joyful if you keep growing in your maturity with the Lord, if you encourage each other, if you live in harmony and peace, then God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other with a sacred kiss or a holy kiss. Verse 13, all of God's people here send you their greetings. Verse 14, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to you part one of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And uh, sometimes you speak part one with an attitude as I can hardly wait to get to part two. Part two is going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, But that's next week. When I was a child growing up in uh, our church and and even our district churches, I remember when the service would close, the minister would get up and he would use this scripture as a benediction. He would say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ 
the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. And everybody will say amen. And that was a wonderful benediction. And, you know, as a kid, you're growing up and say, basically, depending on what church you were at, uh, it was either church is over or, or it's time to get donuts. <laughs> now, now, many of you who, many of you are old Cambridge remember that across the street from um, the Asian restaurant, uh, Royal East, uh, there was a, a donut shop. Anybody old, Anybody remember that? Okay, yes, old came. It was a donut shop. And so Pastor Clayton Ward's church, Christian Mission Church, was where Elder Cam was raised. Um, uh, that church used to have evening service. And, you know, as a child, you know, you go to the different churches, but as a child, for me, that was not Christian Mission Holiness Church. That was the Donut Church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to tell my age now, a dozen donuts would cost a dollar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... So we would have missionary service. Back then you had church service 18 times a day. And it, it felt like that. And what would happen is that the benediction would be in the, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, all the, all the kids were like, no, that meant ready. <laughs> and the love on your mark <laughs> gets set. And all the kids would dash out of the, store, the church. And run across, run next door and get their donuts. And that was uh, the best church in Cambridge. Hallelujah. <laughs> Didn't care if the Holy Ghost moved or not as long as there were donuts. Now, the word benediction means, uh, benediction means a good. And diction means uh, to speak. So to give a benediction means to speak good or to speak God over the people. And Paul closed it as crazy as the church of Corinth was. And they were crazy. I mean, I, you know, I don't care. Uh, empire. Mm-hmm. How to get away with murder. You know, that they don't have anything on the book of Corinth. You, you, like, you like crazy stuff? Read the book of Corinth. I mean, I'm talking about guys sleeping with their mother-in-laws. I'm talking about, he's looking at me like, what? Yeah, yeah, read the Bible. I don't know why you watch soap operas and drama. Read the Bible. I think what happens is that you get caught up in the King James that it doesn't sound so sexy. But read, read the comic book version. Read the urban version. It's just not, I'm only kidding. But you will find that there's some crazy stuff going on in God's church. That's how you know God wrote the Bible. Because if it was up to man, man would have left some of this stuff out. But, but, but what happens is that after all the crazy stuff, Paul says, I want the fellowship of the Holy Spirit to be with you. And I was one who really you know, wanted to pursue what does it mean to walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I would recommend, I know it's a little bit archaic, but I would recommend you read a 
classic book uh, called uh, Practicing the Presence of God uh, by Brother Lawrence. He's a, a 16th, 16th century, a 17th century, uh, worked in the 17th century uh, French monastery. Little book, but it gets your mind focused that on everything you do, the presence of God can be with you. I need the presence of God. When I when I was looking up this word, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, I, I looked at various translations, and I discovered even in looking in the the, the Hebrew definition of this word fellowship, I, I, or the Greek definition rather of this word fellowship, I found out that there are three definitions of this word fellowship. And, I, and I'm going to use the acronym CSI, CSI. Uh, this word fellowship is translated, most of you have, some of you had a King James version. It's translated as communion. The King James and the NIV translate this word communion. May the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Uh, uh, S, in the New International Reader's Version, it, call, it says the sharing life. Of the Holy Spirit. May, may, may the shared life, a life shared with the Holy Spirit be with you. And then the I, uh, Message Bible says, intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. In other words, what I've discovered is that. Uh, uh, when, 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 when the Holy Spirit is walk to, walking with you, it's, it's what I call a CSI experience. Now, many of you have watched CSI, whether it's CSI Miami or CSI period, CSI Vegas, CSI Cambridge. I mean, there's CSI all over the place. But you'll discover what happens is that CSI stands for Crime Scene Investigation. And what happens many times in, in crime scene investigation is that usually they're looking for fingerprints. Are you following me? Fingerprints to discover who committed the crime. Who, who, who did this action? And I believe that God wants to do something so powerful in our lives that when people investigate it, the only fingerprints they see is the hand of God. In fact, Jesus said, I, I, I bought a, an iPad, and I, I, am, I am technologically inept. I admit it. I know my lane. And I bought an iPad, and I remember the, 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 the young guy says, all right, I'm going to help you set up your iPad. And he said, take your thumb and put it you know, on the whatever thing there it is, you know, the, 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 the circle thing. And see, I told you I'm inept. And I put my finger there. What do you call it? Home the home button. Thank you. The home button. I put it there, and it did this. And he said, "Put it again." And and then finally, it got my fingerprint. And I was like, "Okay, big deal." He says, "Well, now you don't have to do your 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 passcode. You just put your fingerprint there." And of course, me, I was like, "Yeah, right." And I put it there, and it was like, "Bam!" I was like, "Whoa, yeah!" But but the point is, is that my fingerprint tells the iPad that I am present. And Jesus says to, to the religious leaders, 
he says, if a miracle happens, are you hearing me? By the finger of God, that means the kingdom is present. That's a bad word right there. And, and, and so God wants to do something in your life that will show the world that his hand was there. And people have to say, that's God. Even the Egyptians said, when, when crazy stuff was happening through Moses, the Egyptian magician says, this is the finger of God. Mm. Wouldn't it be wonderful if people see miracles and favor and ridiculous signs happen in your life and people say, you know what? I know I didn't believe this Jesus stuff, but after a while, I got to say, after doing my investigation, that's God. <laughs> that's why some of you are still in some deep water. Because God's saying, I'm going to let you go down to the point that when I pull you out, everybody's going to see my fingerprints on your life and say, that's God. Not your ingenuity, not your networking. That's God. Amen. Turn your name and say, neighbor, I don't like that. But that's a good word. Amen. 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 I mean, we sing that song, he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. I mean, you find it so much easier to sing that song than to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What struck me, though, and I want to talk briefly about being a friend of God. You know, we sing the song, one of my favorite songs. Uh, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Come on. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what meanness we bear. Ah, because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Amen. Those of you who are new to the church, that's a wonderful hymn you should know. Have we trials and temptation. Oh, now I know. See, 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 when you know the second stanza, that means you were raised in church. <laughs> yeah, can I get away? Anybody can see in the first stanza. Right? You can go to the second stanza. Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share. Jesus knows every week. Just take it to 
it's it's an easy thing to say that Jesus is my friend. But can we say that we are God's friend? And you know, many of us have gotten in trouble. How many of you have gotten in trouble where where uh where people said that you were their best friend? Can I get away? And they thought, they thought that you were their best friend. And sometimes we make this assumption that, yeah, God and I are friends. He, he's a faithful friend. But the question is, am I his friend? Am I his friend? And, and, and I know, I only know of one person in the Bible where, where, uh, God says, this guy is my friend. I looked up through BibleGateway.com. If you don't know where that is, Google it. It's really wonderful Bible reference. And, and I discovered at least one translation, the word friend is mentioned 111 times in the Bible. But I found only three, there could be more, where the writer talks about God being a friend of a person. In particular, he talks about a friend of Abraham. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 7, it says in the New Living Translation, uh, uh, Jehoshaphat is, share, is praying to God because overwhelming odds are against him. And he says, oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived and did you not give this land forever to the descendants of Abraham your friend and I've discovered here that God basically says well, if you make it if you are my friend I will protect you from attack I I can I can I can say to God God I'm your friend protect me when I'm under attack and many of us have gotten ourselves in trouble because our friends said something. Mm -hmm. and, and we had to jump in to help our friend. Okay, I'm, Most of you probably are saved and never had that situation <laughs> before. In uh, Job 29 verse 44, I never saw this scripture before. This is Job. Uh, of course, he's going through just tremendous testing and trials and and I mean his life is just falling apart and he says oh for the days when I was in my prime when God's intimate friendship blessed my house when 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 you are God's friend it is evident by the blessings of God on your house I want to be God's friend I want to be your friend, God, so that when the enemy attacks, I can count on you to defend me. I want to be your friend so that when people come to my house, they can say that, that the blessings of God is on your home. I've seen a number of times when people came to our home, and, and you know, I remember one, one, one student came to our house, and I was like, why, why are you coming over here? They said, because there's such peace here that I just feel peace in your home. 
I just pe feel peace in your home. Turn your name and say, neighbor. Not everybody gets that honor. So don't be, don't be ringing. Don't be, hey, can I come over to your house? I'm just in the neighborhood. I need peace. I'll say, I don't need drama. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I found it interesting in, in the Geneva Bible, it, instead of says, saying uh, the friendship of God protected my house, it, it says the, when God's providence was on my tabernacle. And I really believe that when this church establishes a friendship with God, when this church says to God, God, we're going to, we are your friends, that we will see the providence, the provisions of God regularly on this church. As we've gone through a year where we've seen uh, a season when we've seen a lot of the older saints pass away, you know, whether it's, uh, uh, Ma, Ma Brown or, uh, or, or Deacon Cummings or Ma Selman or Ma Mother Agnes Darlington, you know, people who, who spent time praying in this house to make sure that this house was a friend of God, we have seen ridiculous provision. That's a sign that this house is God's friend. Is your house God's friend? If God came into your house, would would the atmosphere be a friend be friendly? Mm. It's quiet in here. And then finally, James chapter two, verse twenty-three. And again, I'm talking about walking in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. James says uh, in James chapter two, verse twenty-three. This is what the scriptures mean by saying Abraham had faith in God. And God was pleased with Abraham. That's how Abraham became God's friend. In other words, when I continue to grow in my faith, I become a better friend of God. Are you growing in your faith? So that you can become a better friend of God. I, I'm as I usually when I end the year, I'm looking towards I, I do inventory for my life and I'm looking towards the future. And this really struck me. I said, God, can I can I can I really say I'm your friend? Have have we grown in our friendship? Has my faith grown? A am I am I giving more to you? in 2016 that I did in 2015. It's quiet in here. See, money's not important to God, but the reason why money is important to God is because God knows money is important to you. He doesn't say in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. He says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. He says, show me your checkbook. Show me where your money's going, and I'll tell you what's important to you. Because the numbers don't lie. doesn't matter what you say. You can, you, you can fool yourself, but where your money is, that's where you value. That's where your value is. Are you following me so far? So I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing inventory. I want to be a better friend to God. 
I want to be a better friend. I want to be a friend where he can can share his secrets with me. And he's not going to share his secrets with me if he can't trust that I will obey him when he shares his secrets. Mm. This word fellowship, and um, Samara, why don't you come here? This word fellowship is an interesting word. And I'm going to ask you to just, why don't you just sit here? Yep. This word fellowship is an interesting word. It, 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 it is the, um, uh, not fellowship, but friend. Because I want to know, okay, I want to have fellowship. I want to have communion. I want to have a shared life. I want to have an intimate friendship. But what what does the word friend mean? The word friend comes from, and you Greek experts in the word, uh, the word friend is a Greek word, Greek word philos, philos, or philos, um, like philosophy or Philadelphia. And uh, that's why, uh, you know, Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. This word philos, it it means a friend, it means an associate, it means one who is familiar, one who is familiar, are you hear me? And the word familiar is the word what? Family. How many of you all have people who are not who are not family, but you call them cousin? Amen. I think maybe that's an African-American thing. <laughs> you know, that's my cousin. How are you related? That's my cousin. <laughs> it's so familiar in our culture that now, back in the day, we used to now call, everybody was our cousin. What's up, cuz? What's up, cuz? Okay. No, no, not that's urbanomics uh, number one. This, 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 this word this word friend is one who's familiar. This word friend, and this is where I want to s- stop, it means companion. I want to be the companion of God. I want to be the companion of God. This word companion is an interesting word. Um, and we're going to have fun. Miss Samara, and so, so this word com- companion. Can everybody see me? It is. Uh, it is a um, made up of two Latin words, com, which means together, and penis, which means bread. So, you are my companion, and you and I, you like bread? Yeah, she said, yeah, so we're going to have bread together, okay? So, you take a piece, and I'm going to take a piece, and the rest of these folks can eat their hot out, because we're going to have bread. Mm. So, we're having bread together. Well, you got to eat it, right? Ooh. Mm. How does it taste? 
Have a safe. Yeah, say, you got to sound more convincing. Say, oh, you're still chewing, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't you wish you had some butter? No. No, no butter? Jelly? No jelly? You just like plain bread? Okay, good, good. Excellent, excellent. So we're having bread together. And we're really enjoying ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the rest of you all, but we're enjoying, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, that's really good, isn't it? Mm. Mm. All right, this is so good, we don't even have to go to the reception. Mm. <laughs> now, this is bread together. But we're going to have some more bread together. In fact, I'm going to give you this. You can take the rest of this. Oh, she's like, ooh, I like that. Okay. But I'm going to have you also, let's have some more bread together. Can you read that? Okay, so I'm going to ask you to read it. Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. Yes, God humbled you by letting you so hunger. Real life comes being in every word of the word. Amen. Real life comes by filling yourself with the word of God. John, John 6, 35. Mm-hmm. Jesus replied, the bread of life. No one who comes to me will even be hungry again. Will ever be hungry again. Amen. Now, I've, I've discovered two things. I've discovered two things. Keep, you can stay there for a moment. I'm going to close with this. I've discovered two things about young people. There's a scripture that says, David says, I have set the Lord always before me. He is at my right hand. That's why I'm sitting here. And I want to be, I want to be such a friend of God that he puts me on his Facebook. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen young people's Facebook? Sorry, I don't know. I'm not on Facebook, but it does drive me nuts. Because first of all, what they will do is if they're with good company, can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? They're taking selfies who's with them. And then when the meal's served, See, some of y'all are saying it because you do it. I'm like, I don't care what you're eating. First of all, I'm not there. But they'll take pictures. And they'll send it so they want everybody to know who they're with. And they want everybody to know what they're eating. I want to be such a friend of God. Thank you very much. I want to look like that when I've been with God. 
I want to be such a friend of God that he can take pictures of the revelation of his word and post it and say, this is what I share with my son. I, I, want, I want to be so in companionship with God that people will, will know that Brian is a friend of God. I, I, I know heaven doesn't have a Facebook account, but I sure want to be on God's Facebook that I'm his friend. And it's not going to happen if we don't regularly break bread together with him. His word must constantly be feasted upon. Finally, final point. The time we spend with God, everybody with me so far? When we were growing up, we used to talk, we used to call the time we spend with God devotional time. Anybody heard that term? This is my devotional time. And we say that word lightly. Um, we, we, I was, I was having a convers- uh, an interesting conversation last night with Marist team in bowling. And I was, had an interesting conversation with Reverend Jeff and he was talking about uh, a, a, um, a presentation made at Harvard uh, with, uh, I think it was a, a, a certain religion that they don't, they don't vote and they don't pledge allegiance because they believe that the only individuals you should be making a, a, a pledge of allegiance to is to the Lord. Okay? And not, so, like, it was an interesting discussion, but it struck me that, well, the reason why they don't vote, are you following me? is because the word vote comes from a Latin word, which means to vow. See, we, we these words have been watered down, but the word, just because the word's watered down doesn't mean the word doesn't mean what it means. So the word devotion, and that means I'm spending my devotional time with the Lord. It is two Latin words, de, which means completely, and vote means to vow. This time is vowed completely to the Lord. Which means when my phone goes doo-doo, because there's a text, I shouldn't be leaving my time with the Lord to hear or to read an alert. Again, if we if we understood companionship, bread together, I don't know about you, but if me and Jamie are going out and we're kicking it and Jamie's always looking at his phone, I'm going to say, man, why don't you just hang out with your phone? Excuse me, you have somewhere to be? And how much more when we spend time with God and we're always... Turn your neighbor and say, neighbor, that hurt, that hurt, that hurt, that hurt, that hurt. Completely vowed to the Lord. And the Lord made it so easy for us now, brothers. I mean, you can just record it on DVR and watch it later. 
but I want to watch it now. No, you can watch it later. So let's all stand at this time. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit wants to reintroduce himself to us as believers if we are willing to just start afresh. I know some of us like me, you, you know, I, I've been in the church all my life. I've been saved almost 50 years, got saved at the age of 10. So it'll be 48 years. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and so you pick up a lot of things growing up in church and there can be the tendency of saying, oh, I know that, I, I know that. But I am going on a fresh journey with the Holy Spirit. I, w I want him to, to share secrets with me in this secret place. I, I want him to do things that the, that the unbeliever just looks at me and says, I have to believe that only God could do that because I see his fingerprints all over you. I really believe that's part of what Jabez prayed when he said, let your hand be on my life. Because if your hand is on my life, people will see your fingerprints on my life. They will praise my good works, but they know I could